uh, momentum behind it. It's uh, two sided. It's got you know double album there, so oh. I, I'm sure it's a, it's a lot of new new stuff there. So I'm sure oh. people are excited for it. Scorpion, I believe, is the name of his album. Okay. This is new two chains featuring him. Then we have new Darius Rucker. Straight to Hell is the name of that. And people have been begging me for weeks. You don't do it. You're a corporate sellout. Yeah, corporate. Stop being a corporate sellout. I come in here every day and talk about how this company's like uh, they do me wrong. Everything's trash. My boss is trash. Everything else, but I'm the corporate, <laughs> corporate sellout. Sellout. So like people have been begging for this band Ghost. I don't get them. I've never understood them. Chino from the Deftones, I believe, is in this band, and I love the Deftones. So when this first came out, I was like, oh yeah, I'll probably like this. I like those guys, and then. It's just, it fell flat on me. Now, I haven't heard this new song. It's called Rats, and everybody seems to be, like, loving it. It seems to be, like, doing really well for them. I don't think it's Chino. I think it's another dude from Deftones. Oh, I really? don't think I've it's Chino. Told, well, they wear no. masks and the makeup and all that, so I've always been told it was Chino. No, I don't think it's Chino. I think it's another dude from Deftones oh. that's involved in that. Oh, okay. Well, no so maybe that's I don't why like you don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why I don't like it. See, Chino, from what I understand, is the creative driving force behind the Deftones. No, not listed in any of the membership there. Okay. Nope. All right, see, I had gotten that wrong. Tobias okay. Forge is the Swedish musician who is the front man known as Papa em- Emeturus that or something terrible. like that. That's his stage name there. So That sounds terrible. There you go. All right, Ghost, their new song, Rats. I, but it, it, seriously, it's been one of these things where like their fan base is small but rabid. And they've been on me. You won't do it. You're too afraid. You're a coward. You're afraid of it. It's like, no, dude. I'm afraid. I'm waiting for them to do something good. What? Like, I'm waiting for them to do something good. And then I guess, the, but this song is like being added everywhere. Right. It's like, dude, it's getting a bunch of love, so we're going to do this. So I walked into work this morning, and I opened up the computer, and I log into like all, all of my stuff, right? So I like open up my email account. I open up my Facebook account. And I got like 50 friends requests on my Facebook. Okay. And I expect that. That's going to happen. Now, I'm pretty much, I think I'm at, like, Zuckerberg's limit. I don't know why the rest of us aren't allowed to have a ton of friends, but we're not. And uh, so I'm pretty much at that limit. And so we normally point people over to Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. That's how you can, like, pay attention to everything that's going on, right? Now, I understand, like, you know, I, you know outside of the show, there's, like, you know, a person, and maybe you would like to be, you know, I don't know, connected to that somehow. I don't know why. It's pretty much just driving ranges and, right. <laughs> and bars, really, is, is all I do. But that's that's pretty much it. But... And I want to do this. Like, I want to add people. Because I want people who like the show to feel like they're connected. For sure I do. But I don't want to. <laughs> and there, there's, there's part of me where it's like, I, as I'm going to click add, friend, I'm just thinking to myself, this is the person in 10 days I'm going to unfollow their profile. Right, you're going to see something and be like, oh my Dude, God, you're the worst. In 10 days, I'm going to want to be out of this business. Right. Like, out of the business of being friends with you, not the radio business, out of being like connected to yourself. And I'm sure, and this is what I always tell people. I'm sure I would like you more than I would like your online like life. Yeah, yeah. Most people are actually pretty likable. It's when you get their, their boredom. When they're like getting through their day and like when everything they write that that just that's so obnoxious to me, and I'm not the only one that feels this way. Everyone I know feels this way about friends request. So if it's not just me, if it's everybody I know, how long can these things really sustain their life? For 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 the foreseeable future, I disagree. You and I disagree on this. 
Dude, this is like when you watch those old shows. I love the 90s. That's what people would have said about the cassette tape. It's what they would have said about the CD. It's what they would have said about any form of technology. You think when you're using it, this is it. Like, dude, Betamax. People would have been like, this is it. And it's like, nah, dude, I don't think so. Well, do I think that it's always necessarily going to be Facebook.com? No, but there will always be something in its place because, like, yeah, you're right. There was Betamax, and then there was VHS, and then there was DVDs, and then there was Blu-rays, and now we stream everything. It's it's a different avenue, but it's the same journey that we're going on there. That's a, that's, that's a decent point. I do, however, think, though, that at some and I've been saying this for a while, that we will get to a place where eventually the human people will say, can you believe these idiots used to go on online, on the internet, and would tell everybody what they were thinking in the moment, and they thought it was going to end good. Worldwide, there are over 2.2 billion active users on Facebook. That's not that many. It's, it's, it's a third of the planet. That's Dude, that worldwide, I don't feel like that's that many. I, I, it, and what, weren't we just told this last year? Like 40% of them were all Russian bots? Was That's Twitter. Was there anything, is there anything else that has 2.2 well, billion people? Wait a minute, people? Oh, wait a minute. Dude, Russia, dude, used Cambridge Analytica. So, like, they were obviously, dude, there were obviously fake Facebook accounts, too. Is there anything else using two, where 2.2 billion people use it on a monthly basis? Like, what else are we talking about here? I, it's dude. I mean, it's 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 Facebook and what else? I mean, I well, again, we're it, it is the least used social media site by younger people. They are moving more towards just the picture sharing profiles, which is like the Snapchat and the Instagrams, which is less what you think, more of what you're seeing. Which they own both of those. Yeah. So I what I'm saying is I think people are already showing you they want to use most of these things less. They already are saying, like, dude, I don't want to be doing this. This isn't what I want. Where the reason why kids like Snapchat is because, dude, the pictures disappear. So you can like sext and it goes away. Uh, Yes. And I I guess that that goes back to my point of like, yes, there will be something else that comes down the line. Uh, uh, Eventually, of course, there's going to be another technology. No, this to me is like the diary. Dude, nobody uses the diary anymore. And because you used to want your thoughts to be private, now you want them all in the open. What I'm saying is everything is cyclical, and we will go back to the point where we don't want everything to be public anymore. That it will destroy enough, it will it will divide enough, it's already divided us enough, it will divide enough that we will say, you know what, this isn't healthy for me, this isn't good for me, I'm not happy I'm going to disagree with that just because it's like you can make the same argument about the way that we eat where it's like eventually we're going to be like, dude, look at how look at how I look. Look at how I feel. Look at look at. I mean, but it's boredom. I mean, this is like a solution to the boredom. This is a solution to you having to stand in line. It's something that we're all addicted to now. So, I mean, I understand what you're saying of like, dude, yes, eventually people are going to get sick of it. It's going to eat itself. It has to. It just has to. Nothing sustains. Nothing sustains the, 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 you know, the test of time. Nothing. Nothing stacks up to it. And when everybody I know is like, oh, my God, this is obnoxious. This is so annoying. That I got to imagine as sooner or later that leads to flame out. They're still there, though, right? I mean, most of them, right? Well, Even all the people that complain are complaining about things they're seeing now. I don't know if they're all still there. And, dude, I spend a good portion of every day when I read something like unfollow. Like, most of the people I'm friends with on my personal account, I don't see your profiles anymore. I'm done. I have gotten to the point where it's just like, I can't handle it anymore. There was so much where I was like, all right, well, I'm getting a lot of, you know, I'm getting a lot of content from this and, 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 and this and that. But honestly, man, getting a peer into what everybody thinks every minute of every day has 
led to, and I've never really had faith in humanity because I think most people are awful. But at the end of the day, it's reducing the what little amount of faith in humanity I had even more. Yeah, there's definitely a million examples of on a regular basis where it's like, dude, once upon a time, you would have thought that you would have said that to the people in your life. But now you're saying it to everybody. And that's just not a great idea. It's we, not. We, I mean, on multiple fronts. We were talking about this on First Friday. And my buddy from Cleveland came down, Marty. His parents live here. So he came down to visit, and he was like, yo, dude, he's like, I'm kind of sick of dealing with my parents. Let's, let's go out. So I was like, all right. So we went out for first Friday. And he hadn't been here in a while, like a long time. Okay. And he was like, dude, he's like, I got to give Canton this. He's like, it's a nice little melting pot down here. And I was like, yeah. I was like, downtown's normally like a ghost land. You know, it's normally a wasteland. It's like one day a month, everybody's right. not afraid of it, which I, st- again, Canton, I don't get it. If you're not afraid of downtown on first Friday, what do you think is going to happen to you Thursday night, the night before? You'll be fine. No, you're going to be, be fine. fine. You're going to be fine, Jackson. I don't know what the hell you're so afraid of. But anyway, like he's like looking around and he's like, dude, this is a pretty cool melting pot. And I said, see, this is what I think is important. This is important right here because all the stuff people were willing to say and do and, and act like online, you would never do in public because you'd get punched. You would get punched in the mouth if you were going to be that awful towards an entire group of people just standing on the street corner saying it. Yes, 100%. And that's important. We're losing that. We're losing the ability to be able to congregate as people and not, and just do things. I saw somebody who made this point yesterday of like, you know, in social media and text message, it's very hard to get your point across because you don't necessarily have the nuance of the voice. You don't have, you know. That's why I've, you, I'm always misunderstood on social media. No, always. With that being said, he was like, you know, what people should start doing is leaving each other those little like voice recordings. You can send somebody a voice message where it's like. That's what LeBron does with his friends so people can't. Like, yo, Stansberry, what's up? You know, blah, blah, blah. And then you get to hear the nuance of my voice. You can hear what I'm trying to say. We can get things across a little bit easier. But I was like, why don't we just goddamn call each other instead of us sending each other voice messages? It's like, dude, there's a phone in your hand. Just call the person. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about right here. This is exactly what I'm saying right here. Look at how that's going to go full circle. We went from phone calls. We went from like walking around the kitchen with the long cord back into the dining room with the receiver in your hand. And then we went to this, and then we went to that, and then text message, and we're going to go back to the call. I think what's what my overall point is this. At some point, the human being will thirst for the connection that you feel like you don't want anymore. That connection that you tell everybody, I hate everyone. I just wish I didn't have to deal with people. Less people. Like, you will start to starve for the connection you've gone out of your way to remove from your life. And I think social media is a block of that. And when you start to think about the fact that most people are following accounts of people they've never met, they don't know. And it's all this political garbage, which, dude, you know, with the new Supreme Court justice last night, that's another thing that has me feeling like this. Like, dude, you didn't know who Brett Kavanaugh was before yesterday. And pretending like you know who he is full on because you read two articles on MSNBC seems ridiculous. And Fantone said this yesterday. Tell me who the other eight are. Tell me who the other eight are. This one's not going to be, you know what I mean? It's just like, dude, the, the fighting and the back and forth and I'm right, you're wrong. This is why. And just, it's, dude, it is starting to get like... Like really obnoxious and like I said I was like looking at all these people and I'm like I'm sure they're nice and I want to add them as friends but in six days I'm just going to be like unfollow 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 and I don't want any more homework via my social media I just don't want it a woman tried to remove her boyfriend's testicles and she's in our dating pool guys you need to keep your heads up we'll give you that next on Rock 106.9 The Stansberry Show 
Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. Welcome back to the Stan's Red Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com, and I'm really happy right now. And I can't believe I have to do this, but I don't know who did it here, but whoever the person that made this decision, I love you. Corporate sellouts! Yeah, I am going to sell out for a little bit of corporate right here. I am going to sell it is. For four years, I have bitched and complained about this. And of course, I was told, oh, you're just a diva, Stansberry. God, you just want everything. You know, like you want to live inside and you want to have lights that turn on. God, diva boy. Did you get us raises? No. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. What'd you get? I just walked into the break room to get some water. And they have finally, finally put a real coffee machine in our break room. And, dude, there is seven different kinds of coffee you can make in there. I count it. Seven. It's like one of those t- t- like K-cup type machines. It's not actually okay. a Keurig. It's like another one of those. It's like a see-through cup. But, dude, I have 10 ounces of dark roast coffee that tastes delicious. Nice. Finally. Dude, remember, we, dude, we bitched about this so long that they actually had the old coffee company bring in like four different styles and they pretended they were going to like try to find the new one to make. And then remember the coffee guy who doesn't make it just drops it off here, got like furious because we were like, dude, it's not any good. And it's like, well, dude, you have 7,000 other kinds. My company's just too poor to pay for it. And so eventually it got so bad. We went out and I think, dude, didn't I bring my coffee machine in from my apartment? Yeah. And you and I have just kind of been rotating of like, hey, go, hey, you're you know, to you're trying to go buy, to buy coffee or whatever. So. Exactly right. Like, dude, that machine, I had to buy another coffee machine for my house because I brought mine in and we put it in our office to make good coffee. And dude, good news. We don't have to spend that money anymore. Very exciting. That is very exciting. Very exciting. Dude, Do you think they're going to take it away, though? Do you think it's going to be like, hey, you guys like this? Ha <laughs> ha, idiots. Now you got to go back to drinking that mud. Dude, for you and I, yeah, probably. But for you and I, who drink a ton of coffee, that's an expensive thing for you and I to do. Especially when we're in here five days a week doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say more than anything, like, and I guess the company is not like you don't have to give your employees coffee there. But it's just one of those things where it's like, dude, don't you want, like, to be able to, when you have, like, a client in, to be like, hey, grab your cup of coffee and have it not be, like, that burnt, like, bottom of the barrel, like, crap coffee that we were that we were pushing around here? Well, that's what I wonder. What happened? Because, dude, this, dude, action doesn't just fall out of the sky. Something happens and somebody goes, all right, fix that now. Right. So, like, who said what? Uh, who bitched about what? Maybe boss man's boss man was in here or something. was somebody like, hey, give me a cup of coffee. Somebody came down and was like, dude, let me get a cup of coffee. They drank it and were like, <laughs> what is this? Terrible. You're serving this to people? I guarantee you that's what happened. Yeah, probably. So where's the email of, hey, guys, just so you know, you're going to go in there. This is, this is this. Congratulations. We got this. Dude, we fired people from this building before and they don't email us to tell us this. Like, hey, this person was fired. Do not let them into the building. So, like, what the hell are they going to tell us about coffee for, bro? Come on now. Yeah, you probably should do that. <laughs> come on, come on now. You should probably tell people, hey, this person doesn't work here anymore. Yeah. So, if you see them here, that's not normal. Yeah. So, like, what? They, so, they're going to tell us we got new coffee? Come on. All right. That's a fair point. That's a fair right, point. Come on. 
So I read this yesterday. News, uh, News5Cleveland.com is where I got it. Mm-hmm. Where a woman here, a Canton woman, had been arrested. Apparently, dude, there was an argument. They're calling it a tussle inside her home. A tussle. Okay. A tussle. All right. And it ended with Jamie Gamble trying to remove her boyfriend's testicles. This woman's 39 years old. Apparently, she punched her boyfriend in the face and then caused serious harm to his genital area. He required medical treatment for the injuries, the report said. Uh, She had been indicted on felonious assault and domestic violence charges. Good. Good. She'll, uh, She'll go see a judge on the 16th. That will be at 8.30 in the morning. Now, I'm not going to call it fake news, okay? But it's uh, it's not full news. I want more news. I want what? How did she? You can't just tell me she caused harm to the genital area. When the headline is she tried to remove them, it's like, well, I mean, how? With a butter knife? Was it a rusty spoon? Does she have a scalpel? Is she is she trained? Well, like, what's going on here? Like, uh, like I need to know how that happened. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this wasn't just like a hey, I kicked him in the balls, and you know. This was something else. Um, I, uh, I mean, I, I guess that's the logical place because to me, this is a cheating situation, right? That's where my mind goes automatically when somebody gets their dong or or, or ball shot off. Where it's like, I, I, you, you want to use right? that thing when you're not with me? Nobody gets to use it. Yes, Th- that's the only thing that sure. I can come with there. Sure. Um, but like, how do you like? So was he naked already? Like, were you guys already doing it? And then you grabbed the knife or whatever, or you bit down or did whatever you had to do? Because Maybe it's an ED situation. Because my girlfriend would really have to be coming at me to, like... Because if you're clothed, how did, how did she do it? Did she pull the pants off or, like... You're right. This is why you go when the guy pooped on the other guy in traffic. And I was like, how do you do that? You lean ass first with the pooping. Yeah. You saw a guy leaning ass first at you. How'd you let that happen? Like... You know, I'm not I, I, my my girlfriend. I hopefully is not coming at me with a knife, but like I see how you get stabbed in that area. Oh sure. But like trying to remove the balls, like I, I, I would assume you had to have been naked. She had to have like premeditated this. The knife was sitting under the bed the entire time, and she was like, "Yeah, you want to cheat on me? Come on, mf'er." I'm thinking more likely. This was a t-shirt pajama pants type okay. situation. <laughs> okay. I feel like you Canton's big with the pajama pants. They love them. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's high fashion in some areas. And, I, I yeah, I think it's steak knife and it, you're cutting through, like, the Tweety Bird pajama pants. <sighs> that's, a, that's what I think is happening there. Anthony says it was probably long nails, maybe. Mm, try to rip them off? Isn't yeah. I've I was always now I was told this as a kid so I don't know it was one of those things I was told as a kid like by like a group of your friends and I just have believed it my whole life, but isn't it something like oh it's only like eight pounds of pressure or whatever to get the balls ripped off the body? I would assume it's not that much. I would assume an adult could do it. I mean, if you just ripped. See, I would I would yes I assume that too, but I would think we would hear this more then, right? If women knew, like, I can just yank those things off there, I think the, the the attempt would be more, I would think. God, that is terrifying. Absolutely awful, dude. Terrible. Like, if you can't have a disagreement with somebody and not have it be physical at 40, something is the matter with you. Yeah, regardless what you've got going on there. Um, now, obviously, this dude had just gone through pretty something pretty traumatic here. He almost had his testicles ripping, ripped off. But, like, everyone who knows that dude... Knows he was dating that chick, right? I mean, nobody's like, oh, yeah. whose girlfriend is that? 
Well, in a town full of what, 70,000 people yeah. or whatever the hell it is? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of I'm surprised suck. we don't know her. You know what I mean? Hold on. Hold, Hold on. on. Do a little Google Hold search. No, no, no. That's what I want to I want to find out. Facebook. I want to find out if Jamie Gamble and I are friends. Let's find that out. Is it a, maybe it's one of those accounts I don't follow anymore? I got to wonder about that. Yeah, you should unfollow that. If you've got a chick on your Facebook friends, that's ripping balls off. That doesn't sound good at all. Not good at all. Phantom will be at the Pilot Flying J. At the, at, is this the Smith's Waco Market? That is correct, sir. On Waynesburg, that will be today from 11 to 1. You can find Fantone at the uh, at the Pilot Flying J. And then there is more Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Hobie Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. So I was all excited about the new coffee machine the building got. It's right. nice, 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 nice. I'm drinking some dark roast now, which is like my favorite kind of coffee, which is dark roast. And uh, so I posted the photo. I was all excited about it. Sure enough, boss man's already like, dude, that's not for you. Get your hands off of it. <laughs> dude, here's the thing about him. I think he's half serious. I don't. I bet he wishes I wasn't using it. I think the fact that he doesn't drink coffee is why we didn't have good coffee for such a long time. Like our chubby little buddy, he just runs on Reese's, and he uh, he he would always. When you would complain about it, I would complain about it. He would. He would just totally dismiss it because it's not important to him. So, like I said, I think Boss Man's Boss Man must have been involved in this. Yeah. I think so, too. I think this is a morale boost thing. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Like, you know, spruce up the troops a little bit. You know, okay. make them happy. Hey, we're not going to give them any more money, but if we put a Keurig in there, they're going to be fine. They don't care. They're dumb. When I said I needed equipment that worked... I was talking about it in the studio, but the coffee machine's great too. Yeah, don't take it away. Don't take it away. No, seriously, that dude, that thing was awesome. That's good news. Like him. So we were talking about this woman who attempted to rip her boyfriend's testicles off. Jamie Gamble is her name. She is from here, or at least this happened here. I don't know if she's originally from here or not, but this it happened here. Right. So I don't know if talking about how you get yourself into a dating situation is necessarily what we should do right after that, but okay. I guess there's rules now on how you approach somebody via the digital platforms, like the Tinders and the like. Okay. Okay. No, I'm not on those things anymore. I think it's one of those things. I still have my profiles, but I took the apps off my phone. So like, I'm not using them. Right. Um, I had very little luck with the digital hookup machine things. I don't, that's not my style. I'm very much a conversational person. I want to interact with you. I want to try to pick you up. That's the fun. Having sex with you is not that fun. It's convincing you that you want to have sex with me. That's the fun part. I, uh, I, I did really well on digital platforms prior to my girlfriend. I think like through all of the major, uh, like, you know, online hookup things, like, I mean, well, and, you know, social media is a part of it. I think I hooked up off of all of those event- at some point in my life. I won't, I won't throw out the first line of communication. Like, I won't message. Okay. And so I think that's another reason why. Yeah, that, that right out of the gate. Guys, even in that platform, still are kind of expected to be the ones who are, you know. Yeah, but I always felt like I was going to be like looked at as like somebody who was trying to creep on you or like this. And so I was like, eh, I don't like it. There's too much. It's just, it, it, it's, it's too exhausting. With our jobs having notoriety to them, there was something about that, especially as I got more established in this career, where I was a little bit hesitant. I was a little bit like, eh, I don't necessarily want to be doing 
doing this as much. But whatever, dude. I didn't care. I was just like, oh my god, I want to get late. Well, so I got the other thing it. that happens to me all the time with those things is like, that's not really you, is it? And yeah. it's like, I don't want to spend all day having to convince you it is me. So like, nah, nah, nah. so like, I'm just, I'm done with them. Speaking of, you remember a while ago, I got a not catfish, but somebody was fake profiling me there for a while. Face, yeah. Facebook sent me a message and was like, hey, uh, somebody was using your pictures, your likeness, your you know, to to run a fake profile and let me know about it. So that got shut down. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. So apparently there's rules on how you reach out to women via social, uh, be these social media platforms like Tinder and like that kind of stuff. Right. Ask about their weekend plans. Just start up a conversation and say, well, I guess this is if you already have a conversation going, which that's the hardest part is getting the conversation. going. I know what to do once we're talking a little bit, although I guess most people probably don't. Right. Um, but I will admit, like, I don't know what to write in my profile. Like, talking about myself in that regard, like, I could do this. I can have an open conversation. I can tell you everything that's wrong with me. But to sit down and have to write two sentences to sum me up, first of all, I feel like when I write about, like, my life and what I do, it sounds like I'm trying to be egotistical about it. And I'm not, because I am me, and trust me, there's nothing glamorous about doing mornings at Rock 106.9. So, like, there's, it, it just, it, it, it I, but I feel like I'm bragging about myself when I have to write those, like, about me sections. I hate it. The thing that I found that worked for me is instead of like writing sentences, I would do one, two punchline. I would do like, you know, one thing that's about me, another thing that's about me, and then something like totally obviously false about me. And then I thought that was better than like trying to sentence like, hey, you know, I'm 34 years old and blah, blah, blah. I felt like that was it's too wordy at that point. I think, you know, brevity is your is your friend there. Well, and I agree, because one of the things they say is actually take the time to read the other person's profile before messaging them. Ladies, let me just clue you in on how this works. Okay, if it's any more than a paragraph, we're done. I have no interest in that. I have zero interest in that. And here's, let's sum up some other stuff here, ladies, that I see in some of these profiles. If you're a good mom, you won't have to tell me. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be easily seen. Shouldn't be a part of the equation at that point, I don't think. Well, again, dude, people aren't using Tinder just to have sex anymore. Like, this is where people are trying to find dates now. Even if you're trying to find a date right out of the gate, I, I feel like even if you meet somebody at the bar and the first thing you hit me with is like, oh my gosh, my kids, and I'm so this, and I'm so this, and even though I'm not trying to hook up with you, if I'm just trying to like date you, I feel like uh, dating and, and, and parenting, you don't need those together right out of the gate. I agree. But every girl's like out there trying to, t- woman, sorry, trying to tell you how good of a mom they are. First of all, I don't know who you're trying to convince. Is it me or is it you? I think it's you. I think you're trying to convince you. And here's how I know. Because the other seven photos, the ones that are actually on your profile first, are of you without your shirt on, leaning over your bathroom sink, trying to show me as much cleavage as humanly possible. Then the third photo is you holding your two kids you probably get to see twice a month. Like, it's, dude, it's a, dude, if you are a good, Honest, per- like this is like this all the time. Like women will say to you, I'm not crazy. It's like, bitch, if you're not crazy, people who aren't crazy don't feel the need to tell other people they're not crazy. And, and who are you trying to impress here, dude? These are guys who are on a dating app, just desperately just pulling on it, just hoping somebody else will touch it. These guys haven't paid child support in the past three months, haven't seen their kids in the past year. What are you trying to impress them with saying how good of a mom you are? It's such a good point. It's like, God, it's like. <laughs> Dude, these guys, guys don't, dude, they, okay, they would rather, dude, honestly, women with it, having kids, when you're looking to get laid solely, 
women having kids is like women go is, is like taking a dump. We just pretend it doesn't happen. <laughs> like it's just like no 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 that doesn't happen. That's what the dude they would rather prefer that. Now I know what you're thinking. Well then I don't want to date a guy like that. Again, you guys are moving Tinder to a place where it shouldn't be. Tinder really should just be let's swap genitals. And I know that like oh well, I'm a good mom. Uh, dudes are just thinking to themselves well at least I get to raw dog it right oh. right. I mean there's there now. Yeah. Having said all this, I do want to tell good moms out there that a good mom is very sexy. Like a guy my age, like there, there is a little bit not like when a woman tells me, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And I'm like, well, okay, well, is everything all right? Yeah, it's just, it's Wednesday night and I got my kids and this and that. And it's like, well, you know, what about a babysitter? Yeah, I, it's, you know, I'm their parent. I don't really want to dump my kids off. Like, dude, that to me kind of turns me on. Like, I kind of like that. Like, oh, okay. So you're about you and your life and making sure you're buttoned up, which, that's the only way you can be any good to anybody else. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to get into a relationship and, and, and you have to make it clear up front that like, hey, you are not my top priority. Yes, we can have fun together. Yes, we can enjoy this. But, that but my becomes, kids. But that becomes clear once the conversation starts as opposed to in your dating profile. So I guess the number one way guys try to reach out to a woman on social media and, and, and Tinder and the like, and I've done this, I've been guilty of this, is with the one word, hey, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. They know what you're doing. They, Dude, what hey means to a woman is, oh, you like my boobs. Oh, you like my boobs. And so you just want to let me know that you kind of like my boobs, and now I'm supposed to be like, oh, my God, I'm falling over you. Now, my buddy Kevin had a system with Tinder and these hookup apps, and POF is the one he used a lot, plenty of fish. Now, he's in a relationship now, but before he was. And this worked for him constantly, constantly. He would look for women who you could tell – I bet I could have sex with her on the first night, right? Like one of those, kind of looking for those, right? And he would just say this one line, and it worked every time. What's up, trouble? And like basically calling the girl trouble, and they're like, I'm not trouble, you're kind of trouble. And next thing you know, that girl is in your house, bent over all your furniture. There has to be a question mark at the end of it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? No yeah. matter what you are saying, there has to be a reason for her to respond. To reply. There. If you just put, hey, what's the response? Hey, 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 hey. Absolutely. Like what we're talking about. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. You got to leave it open. You got to leave them room for something to say. That way, there's, it's a tennis match. You've served the ball, you're waiting for the ball to be hit back to you. And if you just like hit it into the net, that's not going to happen. Hayes probably not going to get it done. A Canton couple was beaten pretty severely. And you'll be surprised by who. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Again, uh, Phantom will be out this afternoon, 11 to 1. Find him at the Pilot Flying J, Smith uh, Waco Market there on Waynesburg. We'll be there from 11 to 1 today. Yeah, Truck Driver Appreciation Day. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Smart of Pilot Flying Day to show some appreciation of the truck drivers. Agreed. Um, which, this wasn't what we were planning to do here, but I see this all the time. And I suspect it's from people who have never driven something like that. You cannot go from the left lane at 60 miles per hour, go across two lanes, stop in front of an 18-wheel truck, and then slam on your brakes because the person in front of you stopped. You have got to leave more room for those. It's not, it, dude, it's not a hybrid car. Those things take forever to stop. I see that every day, and I'm like, dude, you could die. Like, people could die. What are you doing? Yeah, sharing the road is everyone's responsibility there. Like, I know so many people are like, ah, dude, just because you're a truck doesn't mean you own the road. But it's like, 
yeah, I don't own it, but it's a lot harder for me to stop. It's a lot harder for me to change lanes. It's a lot harder for me to do stuff. So, I, dude, I agree with you 100%. I saw that, it 100 times. I saw it like three times yesterday on my way home, 77 South. Just people just whipping in front of semis. I'm like, do you have any idea how dangerous that is? No, of course you don't. Because you're Snapchatting behind the wheel and you're sexting and you're doing whatever the hell else you're doing in your own just little life, not concerned about anybody else around you. God, that is terrifying. Truckers, obviously, a uh, of the bread and butter of the Stansberry Show, dude. If you're hauling a load, getting in and out of that truck all day, listening to us, we appreciate you. Everybody's the bread and butter of this show. Just bring them all. Do we need more butter on this thing? Everybody in the city listens, so pretty much everybody. I um, which speaking of which, we like to we like to help local business when we can. I like small business. I like all business. Really, it helps my business. But I used a Canton business um, over like the last week. I finally got my product back. It took a little while to get it done. But Stacy over at Vintage Frame Affair on 4th Street right downtown, she's got like this vintage frame store. And I had this poster from the Agora from a band that played their ministry. And she did a fantastic job with it. Like she actually took a frame she had, cut it to size, painted it the right way, got it done the exact way I wanted. Um, and uh, dude, I got it back yesterday. And normally framing is expensive. Like normally, if you take something in to get frame, something like that to get a frame, it's gonna be 150 bucks. It cost me 61 dollars. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, she's got dude. She's got really good prices, really good places. It's right there on Fourth Street, much like everything else downtown. She picks a day a week. She's closed, <laughs> but outside of that, um, she, she did a great job actually. If you want to take a look at that, it's on my Instagram, Dan Stansbury. How you find that? Nice. This uh, story not so great coming out of Canton, Ohio, where a woman has suffered some serious injuries. That's because he and uh, I'm sorry, she and her husband had been beaten, and their house then burglarized. Police say uh, it happened Sunday evening. Fifty-two-year-old Tammy Hughes was unconscious when the cops showed up on the front porch. She had visible head injuries. Inside the house, then officers found 66-year-old Gary Hughes with some injuries to him as well. That being her husband, so they ended up finding out. That it was their 23-year-old adoptive son, Derek Hughes, and his friend, 26-year-old Maurice Jackson. And they, I guess what happened is went into the house, or at least approached the home, and a short time later, police say his friend, Maurice Jackson, began beating both both older people with an aluminum bat. Jeez. Like he, dude, this woman, like she was unconscious and she had like, obviously like wounds to her head and they were beating her with an aluminum bat. She's 52 years old. This is their adoptive son. Now they fled the house with a 38 caliber gun, ammunition, keys in a wallet. They were arrested luckily on high Avenue Monday morning and charged with aggravated burglary. Tammy Hughes had, had been taken to Altman hospital in serious condition. I don't have an update as of right now. But this is terrifying. And a little extra, if you think about the fact that this was their adoptive son. And he brought his friend and they did this. Imagine that. Imagine doing one of the best things you could do for somebody. Which is rescue them and give them a home to live in. And this is your repayment. This is how you get rewarded. This is like the epitome of no good deed goes unpunished, right? That's, this is the epitome of that. I've got to assume that 
this couldn't have necessarily, like, you know that your kid was having issues. You know what I'm saying? And, and to me, this is just drugs all over it. Like, that's the only reasonable explanation is, like, how did we get to this point? Oh, it's drugs. For sure it's drugs. Dr- drugs is the answer. For sure it is. Um, I, I, I guess, I mean, I don't I, by any means condone or think that it's okay to steal from your parents. But I guess I can understand how things get to that point where it's like, dude, I'm addicted to heroin and I've run out of money and I've, you know, I've got no other where to go. I don't have a job. I don't have any other source of income and I need that fixed. Okay, so you steal 20 bucks out of your mom's wallet or you steal, you know, from their bank account or you do something like that. But once we've gotten to the point of aluminum baseball bats, knocking people upside the head with it, it just goes and we've talked about this before. That's one of those drugs that just fundamentally changes who you are. Yeah. There is no like, there is no logic. There is no remorse. There is no empathy. It is just like, I need that fix. You're a different person. And this is just such a great example of that. I just, I can't imagine the misery of saving somebody's life, adopting them, bringing them into your home, giving them a loving. Now, I'm assuming all this is true. I guess you could adopt people and you could beat the crap out of them for all I know. But I'm assuming this is true. Give them a home. Rescue their life. Give them opportunity. And you get repaid like this. Now, do you think that he brought his friend in to be the the muscle of this situation? Yeah, that's why he was the one swinging the bat. I was going to say, or do you think that like this was an incident that kind of like escalated? Like, hey, give us some money. Give us some money. Give us some money. And it just went too far. I mean, I mean, did they bring the bat with them? Yeah, I guess. What's the difference at that point? You're still beating your mom with a baseball bat. Because my thing was, is why do a 52 year old and a 66 year old have an aluminum bat? They brought the bat with them. I'm guessing. I'm. I, I, but yeah. maybe, what does a 52 year old have? An alu- now, maybe you have it for protection in the home. Maybe. Maybe that's what you have it for. I don't know, but I doubt it. My guess is, is that they brought the bat with them feeling like we're going to have to make this get physical. Dude, if I was approaching a 50... Dude, my mom's 70, right? right? So that's a little older, but this guy was 66. I would not need an aluminum bat to overpower my mother. Like, if I wanted to take everything in my mom's purse, I could just push her down and take it. Right. I mean, it's, you know, it, you're right. This is, It's excessive. And I mean, like, I, I don't want to say that, like, just stealing from them wouldn't have been excessive. But, like, dude, what are you beating this old woman for with a baseball bat? Like, where where did it get to this point? I just, you know what? I keep going back to the adoptive thing. And here's why. I keep going back to it. Because I feel for people who do that, who have this kind of stuff happen. My dad kind of went through this. Now... My brother is my mom's my brother is my mom's child, not my dad's child. We had different dads. But my dad adopted David when he was like 3 years old. So it's like the right. only father he's ever known. But David ended up being a little bit of a problem child. Now he's a perfect adult. Nah, let's not get carried away. <laughs> but he's a good adult now. Good father, good family man, the whole thing. Like he's he's got his game together now. But while growing up, he was a nightmare child to try to parent. And all my life, I felt so bad for him. I felt so bad for my dad. Like, dude, you did this thing. You're trying to do right by this kid, and he's just a douche at every turn to you. It's been money for court. It's been money for this. It's been all this stuff, dude, and you didn't have to do any of this. And still throughout all that, this is how my dad and This is why my dad was a good minister, to be honest with you. Because even after all through that, he still would tell me, Dan, if you meet a woman and you love her and she's got kids, give them a shot. Don't rule a woman out because just because she has a kid. I would have missed out on your mom had I done that. Don't do that. Right. And so, like, after all the stuff my brother did, he still kept that mentality up like that. And it just, 
I don't know. I marveled at it because I'm like, I don't know, dude. How do you do that? I wonder, you know, if this is because let's be real. I mean, even if your dad was your brother's birth father, if he was, his, you know, his, his his biological father there, you know, your kid can still be a nightmare. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, sure. I wonder when it comes to parents of adopted children and kind of vice versa, there, children who were adopted. I wonder what that. <laughs> how that dynamic kind of plays out because are there times when you look at that kid and you think to yourself like son of a bitch what did I do here like why did I do this or is it like when you have a regular or a biological kid who's a hell raiser that frustration I wonder if that's the same I wonder if that's you know I've seen this a couple of times over my best friend in high school his name was Dave I'm not going to give you his last name but his name was Dave and uh, same name as my brother but it was like one of my best friends in high school he was adopted and he the, the the family had two kids and then they adopted him. He was the worst by a mile. By a mile. And then my brother now, his daughter is adopted. And I said to them when they did that, I was like, David, David, you dude, everything goes in cycles. Are you sure? Now, this is before they adopted Grace. I was like, Are you sure you want to do this? Like, look what you did to dad. Do you think he felt some level of I better reciprocate? Yeah, I need I need to finish this circle here. I, well, I wonder. I mean, they decided to adopt because they had a child that didn't make it, right. and then they ended up finding out, you know what, biologically, physically, let's not let's not risk this again. Right. We don't want to have to go through this again. And they wanted to have a family. And so I think that that was really it. If my brother was going to be honest, and he's way more private than I am and way more closed off than I am. He's probably not going to talk to me about this ever. But my guess is, knowing him a little bit, that there are times in his life where he feels happy he did that to try to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Try to make good. Coming from that situation, yeah. coming from, you know, so. hey, I could have been in a very different situation, but somebody stepped in. I think you would feel a little obligated like, there. Let, yeah, let me yeah. give this back. It happened for me. Let me give it back to somebody else. But 52 years old, 66 years Sad. old, adopted 23-year-old son, brings a friend over, and they beat him with an aluminum bat. Good God, we have got to figure out drugs. Like, we have got to just figure this out. So, I was all on the Baker Mayfield train. I was all at first. I was like, "Oh my god, we passed up two, two future like you know real NFL quarterbacks and took a risk on Baker Mayfield." And I was like, "All right, you know what? I'm going to trust in John Dorsey." And then I heard this about Baker Mayfield yesterday, and I got to admit, I'm worried. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, new Tour Tuesday, new 2 Chains featuring Drake, new Darius Rucker, new Ghost, all part of that. Nice. Forgot about that. If I end up liking this Ghost song, I'm going to hate it. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm going to be unhappy if I end up liking something Ghost did. I got dragged to one of their shows once, and somebody was like, dude, you're going to like this. And I went, and I was like, dude, this is terrible. Like, they're not even like, it's not even like they're not good. This is like... Terrible. I think I saw them at like Rock on the Range or one of those shows two, three years ago or something like that. Yeah. Jeremy's all excited about it. About time this audience gets to hear the latest, greatest in hard rock, heavy. First of all, I don't think Ghost is hard rock or heavy metal. They're 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 loud. They're touted as a melodic like goth band. Yeah, people just use whatever words they want. I'm being told last two albums debuted in the top 10 headlining stadium shows in December. Dude, Mushroom had sold like 200,000 copies of their last album. Like, that stuff doesn't translate to being necessarily huge or worthy. 
And if this guy is going off of like, hey, dude, commercial success, that's what matters. I mean, are, dude, you a big Nickelback fan? Are you? Or are you sitting here the worst band ever? That's it was the, that's that's their best point right there. Because Nickelback can do well headline stadiums, they'll do all the stuff, sell a billion records, and everybody goes, that's trash. <laughs> but when they want you to like some band that sucks, then they want to give you the numbers. Well, then the numbers always matter. Yeah, and guys, I hate to be the one to break this to you, but like rock music, the format, it's been pretty dead for a while. So like yeah. coming out number one on the rock charts, I guess that's impressive. <laughs> right. Like I said, I think the last Mushroom Head album debuted at like 18. <laughs> it's because nobody's buying records anymore. You know what I mean? So like everything's just kind of like right there in the middle there. But we will play that new Ghost. And dude, I'm telling you, if I like it, I'm going to end up hating it. Okay. I, I don't want to like this band. I don't. I just, dude, everything I've heard was trash. I left the show early because I felt like it was boring and trash. I just, I, but people have been begging me for weeks. So I always say this show's not mine, it's yours. I just get paid to host it for you. So if Ghost is what you want, Ghost is what you get. That's how that works. So I read an article from a CBS sports analyst. I believe Adam Shine is his name. He claims the Browns are going to finish second in the AFC North, and they'll win a minimum of eight games. Minimum. Minimum. That's the word he used. Wow. Minimum eight games. Here's what he says. Here's why. First, Jarvis Landry's part of this. All right. He's like, that guy's a hundred catch a a year guy. He's like, now, if, if you think Landry's more of a slot guy, fine. He's like, that's why they got Josh Gordon to be number one. Instant upgrade of talent there. No question about it, dude. Not not even debatable. Again, yes. He believes in Tyrod Taylor, Adam Shine says. Says, Luke, look, he's a smart quarterback, great arm, athletic, and doesn't throw the ball away. All things I think are pre- you know pretty true. He says here, no, no need to rush Baker Mayfield. Again, put a pin in that because Baker's where we're headed here in a moment. And I would agree. I've, I feel like, if, dude, if Tyrod Taylor can be a little bit of a player, I don't want Baker Mayfield on the field this year. I've said week six, I think he plays. I just, I, I, dude, they told us they weren't going to play every other quarterback they've ever drafted. They played them all. I just, dude, every team tells you that, and then they end up playing them. I hope they do not. I hope they do not. I hope Taylor goes out Me there and, ex- and exceeds expectations. Um, but you're right. There's going to be that pressure, especially if they come out of the gate slow. Well, not only that, you got to remember, Hugh Jackson did not get, was not hired by John Dorsey. Hugh Jackson's going to want to save his job. So if Tyrod Taylor stumbles even a little, Hugh's going to think, let's go to the Rook. Like, it's going to be, I need to win games to save my job, and then that may then cause arguments, uh, you know, in the building behind closed doors. The only thing I'll say about that is I think Hugh Jackson and any head coach should probably be in the same boat, probably recognizes Taylor is the guy who's going to most likely win you games, but uh, yes, I, I I know what you're trying to I think that's why he's okay starting him, okay. but if he stumbles at all, I think Hugh's going to be like, oh my God, this is my job ultimately on the line. Let's see what Baker has, right? Okay. And so I worry Baker Mayfield's going to be on, on, on the field by week six. Now, we're about a month out on HBO. It's a, Yeah, August 7th is when it happens. It's the 10th right now. Uh, uh, August 7th is when Hard Knock starts on HBO. We actually have a little like preview audio of it. This is our renaissance. Go Browns. D-A-W-G. I'm a Browns fan for life because it represents my city. I have two loves in life, and it's my daughter and Cleveland Browns football. Jeez. Out in the winter, unable to go to work because you cried because you're happy. Pulling the Brown Duncan right there. A little bit. It's a religion for us here. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Hmm. So there you go. People are all excited. 
And the day after the draft, I came in here and I was like, well, what do we do here? Like, I wanted Sam Darnold, full disclosure. Now, again, now the reason why I will always tell you this is because I want to give you the opportunity to hate on me in week six when Sam Darnold doesn't pan out. But let's be honest, he did go to the Jets with a defensive head coach and honestly a little bit what, what, what may be a more unstable situation than even the Cleveland Browns. Defensive head coach, don't know how to develop players. If Sam Darnold doesn't work out, I don't think it's because Sam Darnold. I think it's because he went to the wrong situation. I think that happens with quarterbacks. Fantone makes that argument with Tim Couch all the time. He feels like Tim Couch would have been a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, he got hosed. But he felt, felt like he got hosed coming here. And I feel like that may be happening with Sam Darnold. So in week six, don't be like, look at your boy. Look at your boy. Although the, the word is right now, Sam Darnold, killing it in Jets camp. Killing it. Apparently, dude, he's blowing everybody away with the, with the brain. He's got it all down already. He's got the book down, knows what to do, got the checkdowns down. Apparently, he's killing it. And this is why I bring this up. I do not want Baker Mayfield to fail. Is it, If anything, dude, I want the Browns to be good. If the Browns yeah. are good, my job gets really, really easy, guys. Yeah. Super easy. Right, the excitement that will exist in this area of the Browns do well, and it's by do just, well, we're talking five hundred. Their attitude, the audience's attitude, will be way better. You'll like everything more if the Browns are good. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, the you'll be less of that. bitchy. You'll be less, uh, dude. I'll get away with so much more in here. Who cares about Trump? Whatever, dude. The Browns are winning, baby. Exactly. Okay. If the Browns are good, it opens up many more avenues of conversation because you'll just be a happier person. Okay. But I heard this about Baker Mayfield yesterday, and I got to admit, I'm worried. I'm worried about this. So he went and did some national talk shows over at Fox, and he did a handful of them. And he had been in the green room, and when the staff came in to like introduce themselves to him, Baker had an entourage with him. Now, welcome to pro athletes. It's kind of what they do, okay? Even though never played a game yet. But whatever, it's part of the life. I get it. But Baker Mayfield's introducing his crew. And he ends up telling, I believe it was Joy Taylor of FS1. Hey, these two are my music guys. These are my music guys. Dude, I gotta admit, I don't love it. I don't love that. What are you doing with music guys, bro? We're not even a completion into the year. What are you doing? What do you need music guys for? This does feel Manziel-esque. This does feel like I want to be a star outside of what the game is. This does feel like I'm I'm already transitioning into what I can do outside of the football field. Was it her that said this? I, I, I'm just Googling trying to find something about it, and I just can't. So it was Colin Coward that said it, but apparently he had said it to her, he and Joy Taylor, and I believe it was her Twitter that announced it first. Okay. But they were talking about it on the show yesterday. And again, he was talking about how Sam Darnold's kind of killing it in Jets camp. And he was like, dude, this is why I'm not. He's like, this is why I'm not high on Baker Mayfield. He's like, dude, look at this. He's like, he comes in here. He's got music guys in the entourage already. Now, look, I don't want to go overboard. But what the hell does a quarterback need a music dude for? More so, let me change that statement. What does an unproven quarterback need a music guy for? Yeah, I'm not going to freak out about you going to Fox Sports 1's compound with a couple of friends. Like, I understand that. You're going to have your agent with you. My agent's here. This dude's here. my best friend's coming. Yeah, Yeah. that's 
going to happen. I mean, sure. I, I completely get that. I go places with people. Right. You, I mean, most places, you're right, dude. You want a road dog with you. You want somebody to come along Why with you. Why is that you. dude alone? But, right. but, but, yeah, well, until, until this turns into, hey, coming out with mixtape, Coming up, you know, August sixth. Like that's when I'm going to get concerned. I'm, I, I, I take your point, and if it, if it, if it turns into more here, well, okay, I, I don't disagree, except for the fact of, well, if it's not going there, then why would we have music guys to start, right? Isn't I mean, if you're hiring music guys, it's because the mixtape is eventually coming. Now, what I hope is not true. Is that those two weren't just like adding labels to people who happened to be there with Baker Mayfield and made it sound worse than it was? Because if that's the case, then that's not on Baker, that's on them. Right, right. That's on them. And like in the hypothetical of one of your boys is a producer or is some sort of maybe music it was tongue person. in cheek. You know what I mean? Like maybe there is that level of like, yeah, this is my buddy Jim, uh, and you know, you know what? That honestly, it could have been tongue in cheek, and maybe they misread it. Maybe it was one of those things where he's like, yeah, yeah, and then that's my music producer because he was introducing so many people. Like if they misread the room, then that's very, very different. Now here's the thing, though, is I I I give you room to roll with people, but if you have nine people with you, then you're getting into excessive territory. Two guys with you, your agent and when you, and your best friend from high school. I get that you're rolling. With with nine dudes up into interviews before you've played a snap, yeah. that that's problematic. Yeah, I mean, you have the like the one person maybe from the team or whatever that like it, you know follows you around, takes you to all yep. the stuff, and kind of does all that stuff. But if you got like a ten person crew, that's probably not great. And I know it sounds silly to be like, well, you know, pro athletes need a handler, but like you do. You, you, I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock that system. Well, but, like you don't need nine of them. The handler is not for the athlete. The handler audience is for you. And what I mean by that is is the handler's the one telling the athlete what to say so you don't go on Twitter and hate the athlete because they were in a long-form interview and ended up saying something that you don't love. That's what the handler's for. The handler's not for the athlete. The handler's so you don't get butthurt over what the athlete has said. Now, I know it sounds like I'm being butthurt over the fact that he's got a music guy, but I'm not. I'm just concerned about it. Now, I want Baker Mayfield concerned about football. And I have to be fair to this situation. Everything else this kid has done since being drafted here, I have really, really liked. As a matter of fact, when he was on Colin's show, I felt like he handled himself well. Now, I didn't think he owned the interview the way everybody else thought because I understand how to interview people and I understand Colin was giving him a way to explain all this stuff away so he could sell himself. That's what the whole point of doing the interview is. That's how you get people to come on is by giving them the whatever. But he's everything else I've loved. But so, but dude, if you got a music guy already, dude, that I don't like. Tyrod Taylor doesn't have a music guy. Tyrod Taylor's got a playbook. That's what I want out of my quarterback. Get your nose in the goddamn playbook. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. Fantone will be out today at the Pilot Flying J from 11 to 1. Find him at uh, the Smith Waco Market there on uh, Waynesburg. He'll be there from 11 to 1. I read this story this morning, and I have not been able to wrap my head around it. And I, I mean, I'm not the smartest dude ever, but I'm reasonably intelligent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't, for the life of me, figure out how this happened in Alabama now. Or a woman has been charged with the death of a dog 
and she left it in a, you know, a hot car. Now, I understand how that happens, or I understand that that can happen. I don't understand how people do that. Um, I, you know, when we talk about it, what's happening with kids, you know, sometimes people tell me, you know, you don't have kids, you don't know. But it's like, dude, our buddy right down the hall, Tony, has got two kids. And he's always talking about, like, dude, if you can leave your kid in a, in a hot car, you're an idiot. Like, he's, so it's like, dude, if another parent's telling me I'm right on that, then I feel like I can sign off on that. But what makes this story in Alabama strange is, again, she's, this woman left a dog in a car and it died, right? Now, I'm a dog person. I hate hearing stories like this. But where this story takes a really weird turn is it happened at a, uh, one of these, like, big box type stores and that are, you know, open 24 hours a day. And she pulled into the parking lot at, like, 4 a.m. Okay. And this did not resolve until noon. Jeez. She came out at noon. I was going to say, at 4 a.m., you can leave your dog in the car, even if it's hot. I mean, it's, there's no sunlight involved there. You should be okay. Right. I mean... This woman had been in this store for seven hours. Wow. Now... Wow. I've racked my brain. Wow. Okay? All morning. This is why I waited till now to do it, because I wanted. I was like, give yourself some time to maybe think of the scenario. And the only thing I can come up with is went to the store because there's a public restroom in there that's normally probably you're in there by yourself. You can lock the door and you can do drugs. Wouldn't you have just shot up in your car? Wouldn't you just park it in the parking lot and shoot up in your car? That's where I would. I mean, I people do this though. So like I so I so there must be a reason why they do that. Maybe they don't want other people seeing it as they're in the parking lot. I don't know, but. And I'm not saying I'm right about it. I'm just saying that this is the only thing I can think of that would keep you in there that long that you passed out, you nodded out, and you slept for a few hours. Yeah, it's not. It's it, that's not a stretch at all. It's really the only reasonable explanation. I, can't think of anything else. I mean, seven hours we're talking about here. If you go into a store and you lose track of time, maybe two hours, maybe three hours, maybe. I'm trying to think of where. Okay, like a sporting goods store. Okay, right? like let's say I go to Foxy Golf today. Okay. That's like heaven for me, right? Unless they, I mean, they have a simulator in there, and if they were letting you hit balls, I mean, maybe I could be in there two hours, but after that, I'd be like, what am I doing in here? Well, and they're going to be like, what the hell are you doing over here, bro? Like, you got to get out of here. Either buy the club or move on. You've hit them all, dude. Um, So I don't know how this happens. Okay, so maybe you're grocery shopping for the month. Maybe that takes two hours, maybe. Maybe you're clothes shopping for the kids, you know, and you're buying stuff and you're looking at stuff. You're looking at sizes. Maybe another hour. You would have to pay me to stay in a store that long. I can't. I can't come up with how that could have taken you so long. Unless you're sleeping in the bathroom. I don't know. There's no shopping trip that takes seven hours. I'm sorry, but there's not. If you're at the not mall, one store. No. If you're at the mall, if you're at you know the outlets or something like that. Yeah, dude. Your wife can definitely take a day and go to you know go to each outlet and have lunch with her friends. But that's not. That's that's not what happens here. I'm willing to bet most women get outlet malls done in under four hours. I bet that's a three-hour day. Yeah, half half a day there. Okay, but like I said, you Little throw lunch. but you throw lunch in there, and All dude, right. maybe you're farting around, and you're yeah. going to every shoe store Again, and dude, looking at everything. We're, we're walking in and out of stores here at that right. point. We're going to lunch at this point. This is one store. This woman was in here for seven hours. I don't understand it. It had to have been slammed a heroin needle in my arm, knotted out, and slept for a few hours. But again, she didn't sleep for seven hours. 
right? I can't. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if you if you not off from heroin. Are you going into deep sleep? Is that six hours? I bet I don't know the answer personally. I don't, but I bet not. So let's say she slept for four hours. I'll give her four. What the hell were you doing for the other three? Maybe doing the drugs. <laughs> I guess maybe right. I mean, maybe maybe. I mean, but. I mean, do you have three hours worth of heroin in you? Maybe she didn't intend, like I said, because like, why wouldn't you just do it in the parking lot? Because nowadays, dude, I'm telling you, every time I go somewhere, I am constantly looking in cars for people who are passed out dead. Let me in. No, and, no I'm, always, I'm always looking for people who are overdosed, passed out. And I, 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 multiple times, I've been looking at people. I'm like, is that guy dead? And he lo- wakes up and looks at me, and he's like, what are you looking at, idiot? And I'm like, oh, I just want to make you're sure dead you're dead. Yeah, I just want to make sure you're not overdosing here. Um, Maybe she went into the store with the intention of shopping. Hey, I have to go buy some. Something, and she got to the point where it's like, God damn, I need a fix, dude. I'm standing here in the middle of all this, and I need a fix. You go into the bathroom. You intend to just shoot up real quick, and then you're out, but you pass out six, you know, four or five hours later. You wake up groggy. Takes you some time. I don't, I don't hate the theory, but it was that busy at four a.m. where she got tired of it. <sighs> I mean, it's four a.m. But dude, you need you need a fix. You need a fix. You know what I mean? You know why we can't figure this out? You know why we can't figure out why a woman stayed in Walmart for seven hours? Why is that? Because we don't even stay here that long. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that. Maybe that's why we can't get that figured out. There's no such thing as a good wake to have to go to, but there is such a thing as a bad wake to go to. We'll give you that next on Rock 106. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. And God, I love this audience. I love the audience of this program. So we were talking about this woman in Alabama that like left a dog in a car seven hours. It died. She had been in a, like a Walmart store for seven hours. She left a dog in a car. People were like, well, maybe she was working at the, school, uh, at the store. So Kristen actually tracked this down for us from like, a, uh, from like Alabama.com or whatever. It gets a little bit more interesting. This woman had been driving a Mercedes. Wouldn't have guessed that. No. Now, it doesn't tell me what year, this and that, so you know right. what I mean? Who knows? But they were paging this woman over the loudspeaker, meaning Walmart would have known if she were an employee. Right. They had been paging her over the loudspeaker. She never answered. She now says, look, I killed something. I ended up killing something I was supposed to take care of. Whatever happens to me, I, I deserve and this and that. I didn't have a chance to read the entire article, but enough to find out she was not. Because people were like, dude, it was seven hours. Maybe she's pulling a shift. First of all, you don't know anybody that works at Walmart because those are normally like 13, 14-hour shifts. And um, I'm not sure Mercedes would have been part of that equation either. And I would think that Walmart employee would have been a part of the headline, part of the story. Exactly. They they would have made that clear. Exactly right. The fact that she's like, hey, I killed something that I was supposed to be taking care of and I take responsibility for that. Wow. That's not what I expected at all. Not out of the human being these days. No. This is a pretty long article. I didn't have a chance to read it all. Uh, I'll probably do that here in a little while. I saw this and this is really, really strange. And I just don't get it. Now, there's no such thing as a good wake. Like, you never go to a wake go, man, that was, that was solid. Way to go. Well, well done. Like, you don't do that, right? You know, you can walk away feeling like celebration of life and this and that. But ultimately, dude, you don't want to go to these things. You'd rather not have to do this. Because really what it means is somebody you care about is no longer with us. And that's not good. So out of New Orleans now, where an 18-year-old kid had been gunned down. Which is sad. That's yeah, t- t- terrible. Yeah. His family's having the wake for the kid. So they put up velvet ropes... Like like at the bank, okay. and like roped him off, and they put him in like a video game chair, 
and he was dressed in like full clothing. Like he has his, this is New Orleans, but apparently he was a Kyrie Irving fan. He's got a Kyrie Irving Boston Celtics jersey on, a pair of black pants. He's got Kyrie Irving socks on and a pair of what I, they, I believe they call house slippers. Okay. There's, there's, there's one of those house shoes. Get my house shoes. He's got his, uh, he's got his house shoes on. I've seen Friday. I know how it goes. He's, uh, but they got him like propped up and like on the table next to him, there's a bag of Doritos, Barks root beer, which I didn't even know was a thing anymore. It looks like zebra cakes. Remember those? Nice. Remember those? All good snacks right there. But he's got, but so, he's got his, he's got his lokes on. He's got, he's got his sunglasses on too, and he's got like his Xbox controller in his hand. And this is the way they did the wake for their eighteen-year-old son. I just, I don't want to tell another family how to grieve, okay? Because that just seems wrong, right? But don't grieve like this. <laughs> is essentially <laughs> what I am going to say. Like I don't get making a spectacle out of this. For me, this should be a little bit more somber. Now, maybe I'm a traditionalist in this regard. I don't know. I'm normally not, but I. I but this just feels you're putting people in an awkward spot here when they come to that. Well, the casual- I mean, what do you want me to selfie with it? Like, hey, look at this. The casualness in America has certainly increased, and I don't see it going back anytime soon. I remember I was at a calling hours not too long ago. And my theory with any time that somebody dies, it's like, well, dude, put on your suit. Like, that's just kind of what you should do. And I know calling hours isn't necessarily the same thing as a funeral, and it's not as formal. But, like, there were people 20 years older than me wearing jeans. And I was just like, ah, like, I, I, I understand. Oh, dude, these millennials and these kids younger than us, they're so disrespectful. And I was just looking at these people. I'm like, dude, you're 55, and, and, you, yeah. and you're wearing jeans and a t-shirt to this? There's a difference between, like, a 70-year-old man with a walker wearing, like, his old man jeans and, like, he's, like, 75 versus, like, a 50-year-old still professional working in the yeah. field every day. You know what I mean? Not the actual field. You know what I mean? Like, working every day. Yeah, we've lost that ability to, like, uh, dress for the moment. Now, I don't necessarily think it has to go back to like, well, you got to wear a suit on a plane. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it necessarily has to go to that. But there is a turning of the tides where like, dude, people wear jeans to uh, job interviews. You know what I'm saying? And once upon a time, dude, I can remember like my first jobs. Like, I can remember wearing ties to those interviews. Oh, I'm yeah. 14, 15 years old. And I, you know, none of my clothes fit. I look like an idiot. But it was like, no, dude, that's what you go do. Dude, so... This is a this is a I'll give you a perfect example of how you're right. So when I got my first internship at the first rock station I worked at, I went to that interview. I was in I was in a dress shirt, tie, dress pants to go work at a radio station that played Black Sabbath and Fleetwood Mac. And as sure enough, Mike Oneski was the guy that did the interview. I'll never forget because he said to me. He goes, you were what? We ended up working together a long, long time, and he ended up telling me the story years later. He's like, you were the worst interview I ever had, best employee I ever ever hired. And he's like, and one of the reasons I did it is like I could tell you were a little nervous in the interview. You wanted it so bad that it was like kind of inhibiting your ability to like, you know what I mean, be the person you really are. He's like, but you came prepared. He's like, you had a copy of your resume with you. You were able to like, you know, speak. You were dressed appropriately. You respected what it is you were asking of me, which was to give you money to hang out here. I uh I wore a suit the first time I met Keith Kennedy in this building 
And he looked at me like I had a third arm coming out of my head. Like he looked at me like, dude, what are you doing? And I'm like, bro, like this is a career job. This isn't just like, hey, man, can I come wait tables here? Even like, though there is a little bit of that. But like, dude, I was like, I was going to say you still wait the tables. I was like, bro, like there's a little bit of like, dude, this is my career. I want this job. I want to be able to show you this. So, you're, you're never going to be overdressed for anything. So ever. I, I'm not I'm not necessarily shocked to know that with the decline of all of that, there's going to be decline when it comes to stuff like this. And I, now when I say decline, I don't I don't mean to say like this is the inappropriate way to do it because in big picture, I don't care what you do at your funeral. I, I, do, I don't do, have to go. Right. Do whatever you want. Even if I had to go, do whatever you want. This is your moment, not mine. Okay, but it went viral. Okay. Now, I'm a little bit of a pessimist. Everybody knows. Was that the intention? Was that the reason to do it this way? So it went viral? Because let me, I'll be, I'll be honest with that. Like, if you went out of your way to make your son's weight go viral, I think you're disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Um, I think that's in poor taste. I don't know. I think, I think there there's might... no way to prove it one way or the other, but it feels like, dude, if you went out of your way to stage it this much and have the photos and do all that stuff, I feel like you were trying to make this be a story. You see people all the time say stuff like, Oh, well, I don't want anyone to cry at my funeral or whatever like that. And I think that there's more and more people who do want that celebration of life. This is how I want you to remember me as opposed to laying there dead in a pine box. You know, I want you I want you to do that. And in, in, in a wake I went to recently, it was very much the body wasn't there. It was pictures. It was music. It was food. It was a celebration of this guy's life. And that was his wishes at the end. He's like, I don't want my friends and family to have to walk through wearing suits, crying, you know, uh, doing that. I want there to be like, hey, this is how I choose to remember Don in his death because that's how he lived in his life. And I get that. And if this dude loves Kyrie Irving and Doritos and zebra cakes, like more power to you. But you're right, dude. Seeing those pictures yesterday, I was like, dude. What is this? Like, are you kidding me? I didn't hear anything after zebra cake, but I, uh, <laughs> but but I'm I'm sure you nailed it. I'm sure you were right on top of it. And I was thinking about how I want my wake to go down, and I think yeah, I figured what do you it want? Out. What do you want? So I think I figured it out. I'm probably the one who's going to have to throw this damn party. Like, what do you want? Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> You know how like when they put a pig on like on the, <laughs> on, the on the platter and they got like a, like a like an apple in its mouth? Right. I want to be laid on the floor like that, and I want my guests to have to try to put balls in my mouth. <laughs> Whoever makes the most of them doesn't have to pay for the wake or whatever. I uh, I want it to be a putting exhibition. That's what I want to happen. I want people hitting thirty five footers from the foyer is what is, is what I want in that. What do you want your wake? I don't know, dude. To not I mean, have to go to it. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I don't think I want to be a part of it, but like I don't know, dude. I probably want the belt in there with me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, bell, uh, uh, old gold. Yeah, there. yeah, dude. I probably want the, uh, the 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 championship belt in there with me, but I don't know. It, 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 with this, to me, it's always. Much like a man on his wedding day, it's really not about you today. The people who are left are the ones who are going to be making these decisions. And whatever you guys feel like is appropriate, because at the end of the day, I know I'm going to die before my girlfriend does. So like, when it comes down to it 40 years from now, when she says, all right, this is what we're doing, whatever, I'm fine. You know you're going to die. Oh, come on, dude. Let's compare lifestyles. Let's compare ages. Let's compare. You know what I'm saying? There's no way that I, I that my, you know, that my girlfriend dies. There's no way. All right, she's probably listening on her way to work. Probably. What are you sticking around for, honey? <laughs> like he's gonna go before you, and you're going to inherit nothing. 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 Like not a single thing. What do you want? His bad credit? <laughs> I'm sure he'll loan it to you. What the hell are you doing? You got to get out of there, Megs. You got to get out of there. What are you doing? <laughs> we got fantastic news, and I can't wait to pass it on to you. That will be next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show, or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever.
over. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is Vision. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. I completely forgot about that. We uh, we were talking during the break. We were just kind of like venting some frustration. And Phantom was like, dude, remember when they told you when your microphone would fall off the stand every day? Like legitimately, this is a conversation that happened in this building. This happened. A guy who's like responsible for maintaining the building said to me, all microphones fall off their stands, man. It happens everywhere. It's like, dude, I've worked at four radio stations. This is the first place that's ever happened in my entire career. No, 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 they all fall off. And so I said, so I walked around the rest of the building. I asked everybody else that's on the air. I was like, your mic fall off the off at sand once a week? No. How about you? No, no, no. The guy legitimately, instead of, dude, that's how I'm perceived. Instead of doing what's what needs to be done, we just uh, we'll just tell them it happens to everybody. That way, we don't have to fix it. Yeah, dude, coffee sucks everywhere. Stansberry, what do you want us to do? We can't fix it. I completely forgot about the yeah microphones fall off the stands in every radio studio in America. I forgot about that. No, I'm not fixing your problem. I don't care about you. Let me just snow job you with this. I completely forgot about that one. Well, snow job there. I'm uh, man, I'm mad. I'm mad about that one again now. You got fired up out of nowhere, dude. Well, I mean, the lunacy of that lie. The balls of that kind of lie. Like, dude, I've been doing this 20 years. The balls of that lie to tell me that they all just do that. Crazy. Crazy. So we do have good news. I need it. All 12 boys and their coach that were trapped in that flooded cave in Thailand have been yanked out of there. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I got a lot of thoughts on this. All right. A, if these 13 people had been shoved in a cave in Utah, this would have been the only story you heard about. Oh, of course. Of Thailand, course. so it's kind of like page three news to us here. So there's that first and foremost. Pretty heavy coverage, but yes, I think would have been a bigger topic. Uh, not even debatable whether it would have been a bigger topic of conversation. Of course. I don't necessarily want to go up to the news here because they probably covered it well. People digested it, talking about it, retweeting it, mentioning it. Hey, prayers for this. Hashtag for this. Didn't see a ton of that. My guess is if they were all crammed in a cave in Utah, Iowa, North Dakota, Americans, we're going to care more. Now, look, I'm not knocking you because this is that's who I am as a person. This is how I work. I care about me first, then my family, then all of us in America, and everybody else can kind of go to hell. That's kind of how I am. I mean, that's who I am as a person. Well, no matter how you cut it, the closer you get, the more interest there's going to be. If this would have happened in America, it would have been a bigger story. If this would have happened in Stark County, it's all we would have talked about for for the past 10 days. If this would have happened in your family, it's the only, you know what I mean? So, like, the closer you get, the 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 more attention it gets. So, the other thing is, I can't believe this ended with no fatalities. Well, the, the one Navy SEAL died. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, I did forget about that. But, um, the original 13 people that was, somebody had died went in trying to save people, but those 13 people made it? I can't believe that. When this story started and they were initially missing, I didn't even know that they were in the cave found, automatically assumed they were dead. dead. Even once I found out that, like, hey, we found them, we just don't know how to get them out, I'm like, dude, these kids are going to die. Gonna die. They're going to die. The fact that all 13 of them... Uh, 
it just it, it's mind boggling, dude. It's yeah, it, it was one of these things. I guess you know people were asking me yesterday. Well, how? Well, why were they in the cave to begin with? And apparently they were on a hike and it had been completely dry and then like just it started to rain and flood and it washed them down, right? No, I think a bad decision here in the sense of they were on a hike and I think that like it was like, yo, don't go in those caves. Not a safe decision. And there was probably a little bit of like, well, dude, come on, man. We got this cave in here. We're here. Let's go check this out. And I can see that, dude. You're sitting there with 12 of your buddies and your head coach wants to be cool and like wants to be like, yeah, guys, you know what? We'll go. We'll go check this out. Out of those 12 players, how many of them were like, dude, let's not do this. Right. How many of them were like, dude, this is a terrible idea. You know you're stuck down there with me and I'm the guy that's like, I tried to tell you bastards this was stupid. But I think they went almost two miles in, which is like, guys, what, what, what were you thinking? Head coach in particular what were you thinking here? Like, you go into the mouth of the cave, you kind of look around, you say, oh, look at that, you know, it's galactites or whatever, and it's like, okay, but, like, you went two miles in, and, and that's where it's a little bit like, what were you guys thinking? I've I, Now, I didn't have this happen, obviously, and it wasn't even that scary, but, like, I, now I mentioned Utah, and it's because this is the place where I've done this. In Mount Zion in Utah, and if you ever have the opportunity to go to Canyonlands or Mount Zion or, or any one of those national parks out there in Utah, it's like, I think they're called the Spectacular Five or something like that, um, but they're amazing. All five of those parks are so great. Utah is one of my favorite states ever. And so we did this. Like I kind of went through the canyon and part of that, that hike where that guy died and he ended, or he ended, they did that movie 127 Hours where he had to like bite his arm off or whatever the hell it was. And it, you get in there, and it starts to get real thin and closed off. And I remember telling my brother, I'm like, dude, if any one little thing happens like this, we're in here forever. And you outweigh me, bro, so guess who's getting eaten first? <laughs> it's not me. It's going to be you. Ohio has really good, the Ohio Caverns. I, I We did those when we were kids, and... Uh, I remember that feeling of claustrophobia, that feeling of like, oh, my God, dude, this could something could happen here. And, you know, I'm 11 years old or something like that. Can you imagine being stuck down there for days? I mean, weeks at a time, those those kids were down there and it just like, how do you not lose it? Like, how do you not lose your mind? I grew up on the border of Aurora Shores and Twinsburg. And at the end of my street, you could walk through the woods and there were like caves in between Twinsburg and Aurora. And that was like back, you know, I mean, it was before the internet. It was before, so kids played outside and like that whole thing. And um, it was where we were, would spend like our early childhood, like when you're getting in trouble, smoking cigarettes, you're right. drinking Mad Dog, and you can't do it anywhere because back then parents weren't cool and let you drink in their house, which, by the way, you shouldn't do that. And uh, so we would just be out there and we would be jumping from cave to, and a buddy of mine, I think it was called Devil's Hole or something. Like it was really long. It was like super cold in there or whatever. And everybody had like weird and random names. And he tried to jump and he couldn't do it and he broke his leg. And like Ugh. we had to like actually like three of us had to like carry him out of the woods. Ugh. It was awful. Yeah, that uh, it, it, it's definitely one of those things that you know it's you're naturally going to want to explore, especially as a young person. Like that's just kind of a part of it. I uh, I, I just I, I just have to question like is the coach now going to face some sort of charges like is there legalities um everybody I, made it and i think everybody's just gonna be thankful everybody's alive so that may get pushed to the back so as they were rescuing these kids they were doing it two at a time it seemed like and sure, uh, yeah the parents of all 12 kids were at the mouth of the cave they were there they were waiting for their kids to come out 
all 12 sets of parents agreed, we are not leaving the mouth of this cave. Even if my child comes out and they take him to the hospital, we're not leaving until everyone is pulled out of here. Well, How do you do that? Well, I, dude, I got to tell you, I think that's what I tell my wife. I think if we're standing there, I think I would have told my wife, like, if my kid came out third, I'd be like, honey, we can't just, like, bolt for the bus. Like, we're going to look like terrible people. I don't know, dude. That's your kid going to the hospital. I, I, I mean, like, it just, to me, that's the natural uh, thing to do. Oh, you know, I didn't think of that. I kind of had it as, like, the end of the Goonies, put the blanket on him, everybody's all right. But you're right, there's going to be a checkup at the at the hospital. And there was a good 48 hours from when the first kid came out until when this last coach came out there. So, I mean, that's just... Well, I might have left before he came out. I, I, <laughs> but I would have... I would like to think... That my wife and I, and I'm not married, so I'm 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 gonna give myself an amazing woman to be married to. Okay. <laughs> my hypothetical, I'm gonna marry up here. I would like to think that we would be the kind of people that would like to be a a source of comfort for other people whose kid is in there. Because again, we know what it's like. Our kid just came out. Yeah, I I, I think that's a you noble. Totally, you're totally the guy that stays. I, I think that's a noble thought. I just think that once your child, once you see them all covered in, in cave dust and crap, Pitch and, and, and they're taking them to the hospital, I don't know I don't know how you walk away from that. Uh, yeah. Or how you don't walk away from that. I, I just, wow, that's interesting, because I think you're totally the guy that stays. Um, it, Also worth noting here, uh, Elon Musk and his involvement, and, and, and I, did, did you... Kind well, of keep up on this. All right, so yeah, a very little bit. I love Elon Musk. He's like one of my favorite people. I love that dude. Like, I want to be best friends with him. And uh, he um, he was creating this metal like um, it, it, it was like what like a rocket essentially that they were going to put in and try to like rescue these. It was, kids. It was like a kid submarine because a part of the problem is these kids didn't know how to swim well enough. I mean, you know, I don't know if these kids knew how to swim, but they're not like trained, you know, seals or sure. anything like that. And using an oxygen tank, I know it just sounds like, well, just put it on your face and breathe. But, like, I think it's more complicated than that. So he was trying to eliminate the room for error there. Um, A lot of people were just like... People trashed him. People trashed him on this. And I I, I don't think he was trying to exploit this. I think, was there naturally going to be some attention drawn to it because he said something about it? Yes. I don't think it was necessarily fair to crap on the guy. No, I don't think it's fair to crap on him either. And I know people, were, you know, there were other people who were saying, look, at least he's willing to do something you're just talking about. He's trying, he's doing something. People are like, yeah, never mind the fact that it's a dumb idea. He, you know, let's get caught up in the fact that he's doing something. I think people misunderstand people like Elon Musk is that you can be so smart sometimes where honest, honest, uh, honestly, sympathy can take a backseat. And I think sometimes people can, like him, can see a problem like that and think to themselves, well, if I don't solve it, who's going to? Right? And I think you can be smart enough like that where you feel like, I better step up here or what's going to happen? Yeah, dude. The last thing I, I want is the bat on the shoulder. Dude, you're Elon Musk. You have all the money in the world. You have all the technology in the world. Give it a shot. Even if you're not, even if you aren't the reason why these kids are saved, you did something noble. And I'm, I, like I said, I'm just not going to crap on the dude for that. This guy's telling me the, the kids are in quarantine. Yeah, they they were they were they were in flood water for days. Yeah, so the, yeah, you got to make sure that they don't have any disease. There's a, some strange cave disease, and it, it's sure caves is. across the world. And if you're in a cave for too long, you get this bacterial lung infection sure. that they don't want to spread. So yeah, I'm not surprised they're in quarantine. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like they just gave them cheese sandwiches. Right, like, get yeah, out of here, get get rubble their hair. Yeah, of course they're gonna get they're gonna get some medical treatment. Absolutely. Again, Fantone will be at the Pilot Flying J Smith Waco uh, Market, Waynesburg, 11 to 1 today is how you can find him. A guy 
ended up getting in a pretty serious car accident, and he cared not at all. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. I'm reading this article right now because I'm trying to figure this out. On behalf of the United States, congratulations to the Thai Navy SEALs and all the successful rescue of the 12 boys and their coach from the treacherous cave in Thailand. That's from Donald Trump tweeting that. Because people are trying to tell me, you're not giving credit. Multiple people, like 10 people like message in, you're not giving credit to the U.S. Navy SEALs for rescuing them. But everything I'm reading from the news, and again, I don't know if it's fake or not, but everything I'm reading at CBS News says it was the Thai Navy SEALs that rescued these kids. That's why. That's why I'm not giving credit to the U.S. Navy SEALs. Yeah, I, I, that's... It, I mean, that's but people, no, but people are on me like, dude, you, you know, you lived hard, you this, you that, you, you know, and which, by the way, dude, my record on, on supporting our military is pretty good. Ask the Save 22 guys. My record on that's pretty good. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's been the, the the details of the story from the jump from off. the very beginning. When 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 that guy died, it was a Thai Navy it SEAL. It was a Thai Navy SEAL that did it, right? Because people, I remember the virtue signaling over that is because people thought it was an American Navy SEAL and it wasn't. But everything I'm reading now is that our SEALs did not do this. And it, these these dudes deserve for sure. They deserve all the credit, credit in the world. world. Yeah, I mean, no like, who did it? Thanks up. for getting them out. I don't care who did it. Thanks for getting them out. Thumbs up. Way to go. Job done. But again, like people are just so quick. Like, what do I always say? This is what I do. This is what bums me out about social media. Everybody's just waiting for their gotcha moment. Gotcha, Stansberry. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. It's just, and even if you did, I mean, I just told, I just told you what happened. Like, they pulled the kids out of there and they're safe. Everybody's good. I don't know why everything's got to be, but you didn't do this. And what about this? And this. When it wasn't them, it was the Thai Navy SEALs that yanked them out of there. It's right here. It's, I have it in print. Although that used to be a a sign of something being right, I don't. I, I guess you know, with the well, internet, that's no longer a sign. The of media being true. and the president say it right. I mean, like, what are we debating at this point? I hope so. Right? I hope so. So uh, this happened the other day, I believe, Florida, where a guy was driving down uh, the, like uh, the street or whatever, and gets into an accident, and the car like bursts into flames. All right. Cops driving down the street notices it. Was like, you know what? I better, you know, let's pull a Huey. <laughs> let's go back and let's check this scene out. Right? Okay. All so right. the cop turns around, checks the scene. Sure enough, he sees the like two people in the car the guy tries switching seats with like the woman in the car so to, right. like make it she was driving which if you're in the passenger seat what's the line that makes you go yeah no okay. cars on we'll fire switch. i did this we'll switch it like, up what's the line that gets you to do that i can't imagine what it would be obviously this guy was drunk right i mean or, or high or something he didn't want to be the one behind the wheel i would think okay no i get his motivation for getting out of the seat I don't know how you convince the other person to get in it. And like, I would really like anyone who thinks that's a good idea. Go practice that in your in your house, right? Or in your driveway right now. You and your wife, you know, set up a camera and try to switch seats without the people behind you noticing. Dude, the cops are going to see that. Like, that's not a very good plan. Oh, yeah. Dude, they can see every. Yeah, they can see mo- especially do two bodies moving around. Yeah, they're going to see that. This story gets weirder as the guy shirtless, obviously. Hell, yeah. Runs back to the car that's lit on fire. Flames shooting out of the car. Runs back to it. Now, why do you think he did that? Take a guess, Phantom. Why did this guy run back to a burning car? To go get his drugs out. He's got, you know, he's got his setup in there. He's he's like, dude, I can't go an hour without heroin. He had to go get his drugs. That's a very good guess. Right. But it is 
inaccurate. Okay. He ran back to the burning car so he could light his cigarette off of it. Oh, yeah, baby! And then singed his eyebrows trying to light a cigarette off of a car engulfed in flames. Wow, dude, that's pretty badass, dude. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Cigarettes are good, right? I mean, like, that's how good they are. Well, Jeez. I, I, dude, so like having the cigarette in your mouth and lighting it off of something, there's something cool about that. There is. I don't know if I'm doing it off of a car. Uh, no, but I remember the one like, when I first like you know nailed like lighting it off the stove oh, without yeah. hurting myself. I was like, I'm a badass. I got to get these rolled up in my sleeve. What am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? I got to pull the fonts. Fantone will be at Pilot Flying J. Smith Waco Market on Waynesburg, 11 to 1 today. It's Trucker Appreciation Day at Pilot Flying J. They're having Fantone out there, too. Well, we don't really know what. but uh, Appreciate some truckers. <laughs> he'll be out there from, from 11 to 1 today. Stop by and see that. And New Turd Tuesday starts next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show, and with all the UFC action that happened this past weekend, dude, everyone's got MMA on the brain. And the good thing is, is you don't have to wait long. Fight night at Nautica, it all goes down Saturday, August 18th. That's right, Cleveland, Ohio is the place, Honor Fighting Championship. They are bringing MMA action back to the flats. And if you've never been to an Honor, if you've never been fighting championship event before, dude, let fight night be the first. There's going to be title fights, there's going to be women fights. The Vanilla Gorilla Nick Brashear, super heavyweight champion, He's going to be in his first pro bout ever. You don't want to miss out, so get your tickets now. They are available at HonorFightingChampionship.com. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Roll Holt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Roll Holt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. It is so well done, really thought out, um, researched really well. I just was real. I, I got through two episodes yesterday and I'm all in. PBS sounds like libtard propaganda to me, but what do I know? Well, it is a little bit, right? I mean, that is what it is, but doesn't mean that that's not well done. I, uh, I feel like it was well done. I, uh, I, I I really did enjoy it. That's for the Sansra hates everything crowd. You know what I mean? I just I just hate on everything. Although I probably am going to hate on some stuff here. Going to say here momentarily. We go. <laughs> uh, I probably am going to hate on some stuff here momentarily. We got New Tour Tuesday. We're going to start this week's episode with Two Chains featuring Drake. I love both these guys. Let's see what happens here with their song "Bigger Than You." Quavo is on this as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. I forgot about Quavo. Yeah, Quavo is on this as well. Murder on the beach, so it's not VIP my squad, drop off all the game VIP the lane, VIP the chain VIP my squad, drop off all the game VIP the lane, VIP the chain Yeah, follow alert, little bit of bitch don't call it alert Yeah, follow alert, go get the flower when I'm calling a murk Let's quabble right out of here I'm not a real big fan of Migos. That's the trio he's in. Oh, that's what he's out of? Yeah, him, Offset, and I can't remember what the other dude's name yeah, is. Yeah, I'm not wild about those guys either. Yeah. I, I don't know why everybody loves those guys. Yeah. Must be 
chain so big, shoulda came with a kickstand. Me, I got a real tight on the hip, man. Barely came up out the mud like quicksand. My buddy, uh, my brother, always asks me this about rap music. He's like, Dan, you're in your forties. He's like, and you still like like new rap music? He's like, I don't understand how that happens. And I don't know what it is. I've always said this, and people get some people get offended by it. But I've always viewed good rap music as well. Back in the day when it was really aggressive, it was like mainlining confidence was one of the things I really liked about it. But the the other thing I like about it is, and I don't know what this is, but I find it they're like comedy albums with good beats to me because I love how much a rapper loves to spend money. Like I love how much they love it. Like, did you that first line from Two Chains was "Chain so big it should have came with a kickstand." Like the 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 amount of which they love to spend money just tickles me in in a way I can't describe. So big should have came with a kickstand. Me, I got I a real chain on the hit, man. Barely came up out the mud like quicksand. I show you how to get me. That's a meal plan now. Uh, yeah, win me alone. Cardio braces on all of my own. Uh, yeah, halo my son. In the wood chain, I still perform. Uh, I don't make excuses. You know that I'm hungry and still got a juice. Uh, you said it all like a Cleo. I said it all like a boost. Uh, yeah, follow alert. Little bit of don't call it alert. Uh, yeah, follow alert. Go get the file when I'm calling a murk. Uh, yeah, profit come first. I with the baby, the baby gon' burst. Uh, yeah, I bought a clan. I bought a clan, then one of my birds. This bigger than you. I'm taking on a new path. Making them bitch take a bath. Look at it through the mouth. Look, is this about somebody? Is this a bitch track? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who they're beefing with. He's though. making bitches take baths, so I don't know if it's, if it's about his child or if it, I, don't, I don't know what's uh, yeah, going on. I don't know what's going on. Take a bath. Look at it through the mouth. Look, who are you? Must be bulletproof. This bigger than you. This bigger than you. Young Champagne checking in, man. Titty boy ringing off. Remember, I was on prepaid. I would act like my was ringing off. Remember, Shorty told me she thought the rap's good, but the singing's off. Andrew Watch says the third guy in Migos is Fiji McIntosh. Ah, oh, there you go. Canton Ohio's finest right there. That's, that's the third guy there. Man, Titty boy ringing off. Remember, I was on prepaid. I would act like my was ringing off. Remember, Shorty told me she thought the rap's good, but the singing's off. Watch on Young Dro now, man. Boy, you that's true about Drake. I like his rapping, but very rarely do I like his singing. You know what I mean? Like he's okay at it, but I just—I'd rather me. him rap. Yeah, yeah. Where the racks at? Rack. Rack. All I know is they keep coming to me like a flashback. What? What? Half a million out in Vegas. It ain't all blackjack. No, no. Quavo Sinatra, but we can never be the rap pack. No. Quavo Sinatra. What? I just bought a watch that's plain like a dicky suit. I sipped some red wine and chased it with the 42. They asked me what I call millions. Coming soon. Yeah. Dude, I love you, I just cashed out. I ain't got.
got time for a beef, I'm a cash cow. When I was a juvie, I made a bag out. I love him, dude. I, there's so many times in rap songs where I'm like, God, I wish I was the guy in the background where you're just repeating what he just said, and it's like, dude, that has to be the best job on the face of the planet. I'll tell him later he already has that job. <laughs> I wanted them to be better. I like the skirts. I uh, he uh, dude, two chains is is, is the best. Uh, that's a uh, new two chains featuring Drake, bigger than you. Fans, don't give me the vote. Eh, it's half a turn. Uh, nothing wrong with that song, but nothing great about it either. It's all right. I mean, the beat was pretty decent, but I don't feel like anything happened in there that was like, man, I want to listen to that again. So I'm going to call it a halfer. The problem with this song is is that these two have teamed up before, that Drake and 2 Chains have teamed up before, and I'm always going to stack everything they do together up next to All Me, and they're not going to live up to that song. That song was so very good. And so I thought it was good, not great. I'm going to vote half a turd as well. Eh, it's half a turd. We have the new Darius Rucker, Straight to Hell. You'll hear it next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Oh, do we have Dark Roast too, which is my favorite kind of coffee? Love it. So good. Continuing uh, with New Tour Tuesday, we have a, uh, your country song of the week this week is by Darius Rucker, who I've always said I'd be very interested to talk to. Um, he's a golf fanatic, so I'd be interested in that, obviously, but I would like, to, and as a matter of fact, that's how I would like to talk to him. It's like, let's go play nine holes. Let's, you know, get to know you a little bit. Um, but I'm willing to bet race is all the rage right now in this country, right? It's all we ever talk about every day, you know, on Twitter and back and forth, this and that. I'm willing to bet that guy being in country music, and even when he was with Hootie, when people didn't realize that, you know he was the voice of that and this and that, I'm willing to bet being on tour, he has been backstage walking by things, people didn't realize he was standing right there and roadies. I'm willing to bet that guy has heard some of the most outlandish things ever. Do you think that would exist more than a black dude in rock music? You know what I mean? Like, is, is, is that a more of an issue within country music? Or do you think that's just like, hey, you're... You're you're an exception to what is expected. Um, I bet it's close. I bet it's very very close. As a matter of fact, I once took an African American um, to Ozfest one year. He was a member of the show. Um, his name is Dana, and I love Dana. And um, we took him to Ozfest, and he ended up going back to the bus because how many times he heard the N word, and it was like legitimately people threw. I, as a matter of fact, a guy threw a beer cup at me and was like, "Get that N word, dude! Get that N word out of here." And then as soon as System of a Down came out and he saw like 10,000 white people throw their hand, like a fist in the air, he was like, dude, get me out of here. He's like, I'm terrified of this right now. And I was like, all right, you know what? Yeah, man, let's get you back on the bus. I mean, that was bad. I mean, dude, we had to take him back to the bus. So my guess is it would be a little bit close there. Um, but Darius Rucker's new song is called Straight to Hell. Let's take a listen. One, two. Three. 
arguing Darius has a great voice. Oh, yeah. There's no arguing. I like the start here. I grew up just west of the tracks. No, I may pay to see Darius Rucker. Is he coming or something? No, I'm just huh? I'm I'm thinking because I always think about that because you know you and I we're a little spoiled, right? right? Like we, we get to go to a lot of shows and things like that. We get you know tickets for free sometimes to some stuff. Um, not as much as we probably should, but like sometimes and stuff. And uh, so, I, dude, I haven't really paid for a show, and I honestly I can't even tell you how long. And it does kind of make you to the point where you don't really feel like seeing anybody. Like nothing feels special anymore. But like he's really talented. So like honestly, I would probably take money out of my pocket and pay to see Darius Rucker. I come in at five a.m. and she is waiting for me. Is that Jason Aldean? That's not Darius Rucker. Is this Darius Rucker featuring? Why didn't they tell me that? She said, "Where have you been?" I said, "I was." That's both of them. Yeah. Oh, dude, this gets a little bit more intricate. This is, according to this report that I'm reading right here, Darius Rucker, Straight to Hell, featuring Jason Aldean, Luke Bryan, and Charles Kelly, who I believe is of, um, is it... uh, the Need You Now band, whoever uh, Lady Annabella, I believe, is where who Charles Kelly is from. Kick the dust up. Yeah. Wow, this is like Just a who's who. Like and he is coming July 20th near a show, Cuyahoga Falls Blossom. <laughs> Chorus didn't sound great there. Sound like they were all trying to overpower each other, and none of them that. really, none of them really gave way. Darius has got the best voice by a mile. Let him sing it. Oh, he's gonna burn it down. The black widow and the ladies' man. Kick the dust off. But he can't really sing. No, but I like him. He makes good songs, but he cannot sing. It sounds just so you know counter counterintuitive that like you don't have to be a great singer to be a good singer. It's, like you just don't. No, it's crazy. It really comes down to the X factor. It really comes down to are you a star or not? And I would have to admit, Luke Bryan does have that star quality about him, but he's not a great singer. this 
is that these are the guys that get like roasted on online for not being authentic enough. Not being country enough. That's bro country, man. Even though country roads take me home is back when you guys thought country was like legit. So, I mean, whatever. But these guys constantly get roasted for not being country enough. And this is like a standard old country song. This doesn't sound like a bro country song at all. I can't believe when Darius Rucker's at Blossom, I'm going to be at Buzzbin watching you get body slammed. It's going to be awesome. You know, I bet my mom would rather go see Darius Rucker. She'll be in town. Nope. Buzzbin, PBRs, and Phantom getting body slammed is where she'll be. Get your tickets now, ocwrestling.net. I haven't told her about that yet, by the way. She's going to be pissed. <laughs> the came out and warned me so As I walked on down the road 50 bucks and a suitcase steered me clear. She took my hand as we walked into the sun. A new day's promise had just begun. We'll make it alone whether you like it or not. And I turned around and shouted, Help me, mother. Cause I'm going straight to hell. Just like And it says, Darius Rucker is the best country concert I've ever seen. When I saw him, he ended his concert with Purple Rain. That had to be awesome. He also covered The Joker by Steve Miller. And, oh, wow, and all my rowdy friends. Wow, yeah, that would be kind of cool. I love Darius Rucker. I always have. I actually, back in the day, I would lie to my friends about it. I was actually a really big Hootie and the Blowfish fan, too. I thought they were great. They were so good, they were, dude. They were so good. So good. They were so good. Dude, that debut album is still so good. Like, it's still like a cover to cover. That album was really good. I felt like that band got a bunch of hate. Because, again, people love to hate on what's popular. I saw that yesterday. I posted this thing about Event Sevenfold. People are like, that band fuck. It's like, well, they got the best. You know, they've, they've been the most successful in the last 15 years. So, yeah, I guess they're terrible. Um, but yeah, people just like to hate on what's popular. There's new straight to hell from Darius Rucker, Luke Bryan, Jason L. Dean, Charles Kelly. Good God. Fans don't give me the vote. Eh, it's half a turn. I personally liked the song, thought it was pretty good. I like the honky tonk sounded, especially in the beginning. I think Darius Rucker's a strong singer. I just don't think that song finds its way into the hitville. So I, it's not my opinion, but I have to call it a halfer. Hot take here. Okay. Too much star power. Too much. Like, um, I know Jason L. Dean, Luke Bryan, and Eric Church got together once to make a really good song, uh, you know, called The Only Way I Know. Um, and that song was fantastic. This was too much firepower. I think it would have been way better had it just been Darius Rucker on his own. Felt like it was a good song. Got dragged down a little bit by being mucked up. Too many people on it. I'm going to vote half a turd. <laughs> it's half a turd. We do have a, a, another song for you. People have been begging me for a month. As a matter of fact, a lot of people were calling me a corporate sellout, telling me I was afraid to play it and this and that. It's like, guys, if you think what? I'm a corporate sellout, you're not listening close enough. You're just not listening close enough. But we will play the new Ghost song. Their song, Rats, is now. Next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Um, I'm just not a fan. 
but it's your show. I'm just the guy that gets paid to host it for you. It's what I've, I've always tried to operate. Every room I've ever worked in that way is that it really does belong to you. So what it is you want, that's what I try to do. And uh, I've been asked about this band Ghost uh, a, a bunch of times. I personally don't really get it. I've been dragged to one of their shows. I left early. I didn't get it. Um, and they have this new song. It's doing well from what I understand. I guess radio's wrapping their arms around it in other areas. And like it's doing pretty well. It's charting a little bit. And it's called Rats. And we're going to play it. already better than anything else I've ever heard from them. Yeah. They're supposed to be like a satanic cult. It's some like it's heavily like Satan related. You'd expect heavier music, right? Well, yeah, but you know what happened? Uh, what happened? It wasn't working. This is like Pantera. Like, like, dude, they try to be a glam band, and then it was like it wasn't working. So let's go do, and we'll go do this. And this band came out, and they wanted to be this goth thing. They wanted to be like this, like slow, dark, melodic, because that's what it sounded like when I went and saw it. It was like all very, like, brooding and dark and melodic. And these kids were all pretending it was like very, very important, but it wasn't working. So a music producer went in there and said, "Dude, make it sound good. Make it sound like a hit." And the guitars sound '80s driven. So I don't necessarily hate that because I grew up in that era, so I kind of like that. But this guy's voice just doesn't do it for me. Because I wasn't a fan, but Corey says this ghost song sounds like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers theme song. It does a little bit. I don't know that. I don't know the reference. I mean, I know the show. I have heard of the show, obviously, but I never watched it. So, like, I don't know that. But I, but you agree, I buy huh? Yeah, you I agree, buy huh?
I have to admit, musically, it's the best thing I've ever heard from them. Musically. But that's not saying a lot. I mean, the rest of their music is absolute trash. Joe says, this sounds like a bad typo negative song that gets buried at the end of an album. Yeah, that's because that's exactly who this band wishes they were. They wish they were typo negative. It's like a throwaway Coheed and Cambria song. Like a song that they recorded and were like, nah, not good enough for the album. Anytime they want to end it would be good. Like before it was recorded is when I would have ended it. Man, I know why radio stations play Nirvana nonstop. Now I get it. Now I get why it's still Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and Stone Temple Pilots. Now I get it, because everything else, honestly, is garbage. That's new Ghost Rats. Fantone, give me the vote. It's a turn. You can only make a copy of a copy of a copy so many times before you start having serious uh, issues with the quality, and that's exactly what happened there. Right. I mean, you can you can take it back as far as you want to. If you want to go with Alice Cooper, fine, or the million other little you know stops along the way that led to Ghost here, but... Um, I wanted to like it because I was like, well, dude, maybe I've been wrong this whole time, but nah, dude, it wasn't very good. I'm going to call it a turd. I was terrified I was going to like it and to have to backpedal on this band, but they're just trash, dude. They're just not good. New ghost, rats, turd. It's a turd. Wow, dude, that band is just not very good. I just don't get it. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back tomorrow morning. 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. One more time, I want to thank management since they texted me. We're like, how you like your new coffee machine? How you like it? End the show strong. Make sure you thank me for your coffee machine. So, Jeff, next time I see you, <laughs> month, maybe two, I'll, I'll shake your hand and thanks for the new coffee machine. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Podcast will be up shortly, 10 a.m. at WRQK.com. You guys have a fantastic afternoon. See ya. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9.